Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And for the final week, maybe ever. No, of this year. Okay. (laughs) Of this year, I am your host, Joe. Yes, and we're here today to talk about episode 708 entitled Turning Point. That's right. Which is interesting because really nothing turned, but... (laughs) Actually, that's not true. I guess there's a turning point in the war. Yes. That we already knew was going to was happen. going to happen. So this episode is written by Luke <laughs> Schnellhaus. Your favorite. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The Schneller. Name. And I think it's sort of one of those um, situations where because I dislike him so much, you refuse to I learn how to properly pronounce his name. To pronounce his last name. Yeah, that's fair. Directed by Joss Agnew. I didn't look up any of the past history with the director but the direction was actually pretty good you know the battle scene yeah yeah i didn't mind the direction in this in this uh in parts of this episode anyway right so let's begin yeah go for it what happened in this episode Well, first of all i have to say i feel sad that that's the last time i'm going to say let's begin this year like this has been so short uh it's been such a short season. They've done a lot. They've done a lot. It's like we look forward to it and we wait and we wait and then finally it's back and then within two months it's over. Yeah, it's true. I will say this about the season the season of Outlander. This mm-hmm. is sort of probably something to say for the end, but whatever, we're gonna start with it. Mm-hmm. Is that um I ha you know, I I've, even though I will complain about it in this episode, mm-hmm. one of my complaints about Outlander is they have not done anything and i can definitely say that we have gone we are in a very different place at the net in this episode than we were in the first episode like yes. it is night and day it is it so, is and that's nice so that it? is nice that is nice but it is it is night and day from where we started so at Which least you know it's really good i mean if we're talking about turning points the turning point for me as a viewer slash lover of outlander was i think it was in season four where like the turning point like where it became like a turd i just i i kind of it kind of broke my heart in season was four jamaica was that the boat no that was season three was i you, hung on die, even in season, i hung on even through season three it was season four with roger when they showed him like traveling with like traveling back in time to follow brie and that's right. when they that's when speak of the devil lucas schnell has yeah actually started writing for Roger and it's like keep this guy you know what's interesting Roger was only in this episode for about three seconds and I wonder if they know that this guy Luke Can't cannot write Roger? write Roger maybe that's a really interesting point leave maybe. him alone yeah it's an interesting point you don't know maybe. Roger you don't no. know Roger you can't write Roger <laughs> don't ruin Roger think, don't touch well, he Roger nary a Roger in this episode right okay a problem well, let's begin. Let's begin. So this episode starts with a cold open. Now, if anyone out there was concerned that Jamie was actually was dead. dead, this might have been scary because we've got like poor scavengers and they're going through all the dead people's belongings and they go up to Jamie, who at yeah. this point, it's got to been like, has it been 12 hours, 24 He's hours? Been dead like for a he while. has been just lying there. Yeah, it, in an implausible amount of time. He's been lying face down in the mud. Right. And so yeah. he coughs and she tells her son, just kill him. Just cut his throat. And Seems that's really weird. Yeah. It, he obviously like... can't do anything. Yeah. He's <laughs> no. 
He's been unconscious for Lord knows how long. Like, you how about could, just... How about just take his stuff and, and walk, walk away, away at, like, a leisurely pace? He yeah. couldn't catch you. Like, why is this turned into slit his throat child, by the way? Not even, like, turn around and I'll take care of it. Like, why are you giving your kid, like... That was that it was, was a jump. weird. Like that was, yeah, that was like what are the who are these two bizarre psychopaths? I know, and also he's helpless. Like, yeah, like like I don't really understand. Like hit him, hit him with a stick. Like why do you have to cut his throat? I know. Like that was so he, bizarre. Was, and all he did was like <laughs> like cough yeah, and they're like, well, kill him, boy. And I'm like what? <laughs> How many people do you kill a day? Like that's like that is some murderous shit. I know. Um, speaking of murderess, we have Claire. Come yeah, to defend when she comes in, she's Jamie. like, at one point she grabs a sword yeah. and she's aiming it at them. And That's she right. says, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Same. This is the same person that said, I am not a murderer. Yeah. Do no harm. Yeah. 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 Do no harm unless she needs to. And then she'll harm the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in season three, there was a scene and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was atrocious and i think a lot of outlander fans were upset by it where um it was when jamie was living in the whorehouse Mm. and claire came to visit him yeah and he left her and a man came in and tried well he attacked claire and then tried to rape her and in the struggle he hit his head or maybe jamie came in i don't know this guy got hurt and claire was like i need to save him and she did this like weird long operation on his yeah. head, and it's like, really? We like, why? Why are you doing this? And we spend a long time watching it, this is, as opposed to this scene where she picks up a sword and says, "I'll fucking kill you." Yeah, no, it's just standard Outlander inconsistency. I mean, it was the right thing to do. Oh yeah, she was doing the right thing, and I, I sure do love when Claire uses the word "fucking" in sentences. Yeah, yeah, she says it with, uh, with vigor. Yeah, yeah, you believe her. So they get scared off and she goes she finds jamie she's taking care of him and she is really upset like she's calling him a pig-headed scot trying to be a hero again is what it looks like she's so mad at him because he's a sniper yeah right he's supposed to be far away right and he obviously chose to go right into the battle classic classic Classic. red jamie yeah and uh she's had enough of it yeah like she's like you know where we could have been not here she finally, like, wises up. Yeah, and she says, you think I have nothing better to do than trot on after you sticking your pieces back together? And you're like, she doesn't. She doesn't really. No, this is what she's she chosen. literally came back yeah. in time to do, to do that. just that. Exactly. It's all she did when she was with yeah. him the first time, and it's all that, she's been doing since then. That is the role then. she's chosen, literally, yeah. She puts her arm under him, and they limp off, and the music begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, yeah, it is sad. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, I feel very sad about I liked Sinead in the credits that they said this was in memory of Sinead O'Connor. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, guys, Sinead O'Connor was right about everything, and the world was awful to her. And she was right about everything. And she was like 23. That's all I'm going to say. So they could have said in loving memory of Sinead O'Connor, who was right about everything and everyone was awful to her okay but they didn't that's okay so the opening credits with Sinead O'Connor and then the title card which is a bloody boot upside down and you were like that was was a really weird shot because there was like this spinning camera move because the boot like starts right side up and then they actually do like a complete 
barrel roll on the camera to show that it's upside down on the horse. It was really weird. It was like distractingly odd. Odd. Yeah, they were trying yeah. to be stylistic, but it was just weird. Right. So then Claire is tending to Jamie's hand and she tells him, because he's saying, who won? Who He wants to know yeah. who won. And she's like, well, the British are saying that they won, but the word has it that they actually lost twice as many men. He's not happy about that. Because um, one of those men could be Willie. Yeah. And he's, like, you can tell, and he was scared before he went to battle. He's still stressed. Both Claire and Jamie in this season are more stressed and more scared than they usually are. Well, it's war. You know, like, it's, there's, there's, people it's i mean it's got to be tough because it's like you're fighting this like really natty war and you know that your son who doesn't know he's your son is on the other side like and i mean that plays into the rest of the episode like that would be fucking stressful yeah i mean i guess they were pretty stressed right before the battle of culloden Culloden was pretty stressful yeah yeah but also they're getting older Mm -hmm. like do you think that's why like they both seem more stressed in this season i can tell you as you get older you get a little more stressed yeah so Claire and Denzel talk about losing patience. Forgive me, Claire, he says. Would he call her Claire? Yeah, you called that out. I don't like, think I don't he think would. He'd, I don't think he'd first name her. Not, not, not Denzel. He talks too properly. I know. Was, yeah, he says kinda, thee and thy. That was kind of weird. And then he says, can it be worth it, all this death? I just, I know these are important conversations, but it's repetitive. And yeah, no, I dragging. felt like when I was watching this episode the first time, I enjoyed it more the second time. But when mm-hmm. I was watching it the first time, I was a little bit frustrated because I felt like the momentum that we'd started in the last episode that I was very excited about had been stunted. Like, all I wanted to see. Oh. All I wanted to see. Hugely stunted. Like, was Roger and Buck. Like, Like, let's go. The first scene of this episode, the first frame of this episode should have been what was the last scene of this episode. I know. It should have been that last scene where... uh, Brianna, Rod, I was yeah. going to say Sophie, where Brianna was sitting on the couch and mm-hmm. she hears them come in and she runs to the door. Mm-hmm. Like that should have been the very first scene of the it's episode. It's all we want to see. Right. Like how, We need to write about where the action like, is. Like, you can't show an episode right. with a huge amount like, of action yeah. and suspense. And end on a big cliffhanger and then give you like, and then be like, like let's, 56 minutes of no payoff. Yeah, like, like well, and like Jamie's hand, and it's not like I don't. I, yeah, I do exactly. like Jamie Jamie's and Care. Hand. I do. I love them, and I love their story, but not right now. It's like, yeah. okay, first of all, I know Jamie's not dead. I know he's going to be okay. I know Claire's going to fix his hand. I know what happens in this war. You know what I don't know? I don't know what you do if someone steals your son to go back in time, and you've got like a super cool, um, you know, third cousin once removed ancestor yeah. with you like i don't know what happens yeah it's such a terrible choice it was such a terrible choice like is that is that especially editing? for the finale of like well, the, the half finale the half finale whatever you want to call it i think they knew that it was going to be the finale i mean sure they did it's still bad pacing though it's terrible who's responsible for the pacing M- matthew b roberts and everyone else and that again makes this bad show obviously katrina wolf and sam hewan are the stars so it's not bad when we're focusing on them but it's like the pacing of the story guys like why we don't need we had too many denzel scenes we had two at least two completely unnecessary denzel scenes in this we had a lot i mean the whole the whole i mean whatever like in and of itself the war story of this episode actually wasn't bad like i liked a lot of the stuff that happened i liked the action scene in it yeah like some things happened there was drama there was everything but it was like 
I mean, I guess it made sense from the point of view that they needed to wrap up Jamie and Claire in like we're really jumping ahead. They, they <laughs> like they need yeah. to wrap up Jamie and Claire in the war because yeah. of, because of where because at the end of this episode they're in Scotland, right? So I guess they need to wrap that up. But like, wow, like way to take a big dump on on your last episode. Like all that. All that work and tension, you know, you built to up. Build in the to just like and pull the legs right out from under. Like all the Bob Cameron stuff yeah. and establishing Buck McKenzie and right. the relationship. Like, and then just to I, be like, you know what we need? We need 15 minute montage of Claire yeah. sewing up Jamie's hand. I think maybe, like, maybe it's just that this, they're just, and I mean, I wonder if we're ever going to talk about the actual, like mm -hmm. what happened, mm -hmm. but like, I wonder if they're like the, the the runners of this show are just too afraid and i don't blame them for some reasons but I, are just too afraid to put the show in the hands of roger and brianna that they're like this is the finale so it's got to be jamie and claire heavy and this is what jamie and claire would be doing like because it's like the story be damned like it's like this is this is sam hewan and katrina's katrina ball's show yeah so in the finale, it's got to be all about that big because they were hardly in the last episode. Yeah, right? that's true. So it's got to be like this has got to be a big Sam and Katrina episode. Which like makes that's sense. the only like... it's the only thing the only way that this makes sense, which is like a great disservice to your show. But <laughs> yeah. I I I kind of get it if it's two episodes in the in a row where like literally the two people on the poster are are barely in the episode. Yeah. So from a you know a, a, a production standpoint, it makes sense, I guess. But like, wow. Yeah, I can understand as well not wanting to leave it in the hands of Sophie Skelton, but <laughs> and Richard Rankin. No, he's Richard Rankin he's is fantastic. He's improving. He's he's always been strong. He was badly written, but he has always been a strong actor. And now he's got Buck McKenzie. He's got great chemistry I mean, with Buck. Everybody. So I it's think like have great McKenzie. I love Buck McKenzie. I'm a big. Just, you know, new box, my boy. Like, sh new box. Just show Brianna yeah. waving goodbye to them. She doesn't even have to speak. Just mm -hmm. put the wig on, have <laughs> her wave, and then show us. I'm telling you, Buck and Roger could carry the show. Uh, well, I was hoping they would. Me too. This episode. Anyway, let's talk Anyways, about what actually happened in the okay, show. Okay, so I do want to bring up this point, and maybe someone else understood this, but they show Claire seeing a red coat leave their tent in the day. She walks in. Yeah, this really bugged you. It did. She walks in. And then the next cut is she's lighting a candle in their tent and Jamie's asleep. Yeah, it was obviously the middle of the day when she, when walks, she walks into the in. tent. Yeah. And then, but... And then Jamie's like waking up. Well, she wakes him up and she washes her hands and says, who was your visitor earlier? I saw him leave. It's like, right. well, why wouldn't you have asked him that? When yeah, he and he first... was obviously awake because when the guy he... left, he was like, goodbye, Jamie Frazier. You know, it's like... <laughs> I know. Like, uh... So, yeah, it's just like your standard outlander continuity fart. What happened there? Um, Weird. So she sews his hand right through the night. She gives him laudanum. Mm -hmm. And then sews his hand through the night. And then you can see it's dawn. And she's looking at it and she's admiring her work as Claire does. Yes. She stitched him up all night in the dark. Yeah. And she was concerned that he, she was giving him the very last of her laudanum. Which plays into, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. this this episode yeah um and then she lies down beside him and this yeah. was sweet like i i 
I don't mind the stuff between them. Like, that's exactly what she would have done. And in a surprise turn of events, they did not bone. <laughs> he was drugged and his has head like is Has that ever... Has Jamie's <laughs> state... She jerked him back to life one time. Like, are you, you think a little laudanum and a cut hand is going to stop? That's true. And she had that raging infection. Oh, my God. They've, and... they've sick. Fuck. They've done everything. Like, they've... If you name like they have whatever everywhere inside they like it's like the Dr. Have... Seuss book inside outside upside down like okay. whatever wherever. Well, I thought this was a really sweet scene that yeah, okay. she like sewed up his hand and then snuggled him beside him because that's exactly what you would do. Like she's so happy that he's okay. Right. And then finally, we're back with Roger and Brianna for the first time since the last episode. And there's movement mm-hmm. and there's action yeah. and there's excitement. Oh, sorry. It wasn't the very last episode. I forgot we had a little blip of them kind of close to the top, right? No, this is the first time we've seen them. No, but like, sorry, I thought the first time we saw them was at the very end of this episode, but I forgot there was a middle, there was like a middle. This Roger. is the only time we see them. They're it? in it for like three no, minutes. No, it's not the only time we see them because we see them at the very end when they get sucked through the You're storm. right. Okay, you're right. So we see but them. But I thought that was all just at the end. I forgot. No, they, so they... we have this little blurb right. where Roger comes home and he tells Brianna they took Jemmy and she's like, well, or, you know, Bob Cameron took Jemmy and she's right. like to get the gold. Right. Um, Which it was also weird. I thought was weird and poorly thought out because it's like. Why not just go get the gold now? Like, why not go get the gold? Because caves don't move. So why wouldn't you just go get the gold in modern times? I would think that buying a plane ticket would be easier than traveling through time. Like, why wouldn't you just go find the gold? They're not here? trying to get the gold. Oh, you mean why doesn't Bob Cameron go get the gold? Why doesn't Bob Cameron go get the gold? If he knows where it is... If he it's doesn't a... know where it is. Jemmy no, knows where it I is. I know, but Jemmy knows where it is now or it in the past. It would look way different, though. Like Maybe. It would have buildings around it and everything. But I would to... at least maybe give it a shot. Like, first. kidnap him, get on a plane. Yeah, before traveling... Before I think traveling through time is easier than t- getting on a plane Have you traveled through time? Neither has Bob Cameron. With a like, I just feel like that's a big jump. Like maybe Also, Bob Cameron's pretty lucky that he was able to jump through time. No, totally. Like, it all seems quite... I mean... Just your, again, typical Outlander weirdness. It's like, you think you just try and find it now. Even just on your own. You just stay on your own. That's right. Like, they, he knows where they lived. Yeah. If he's got the research. Yeah, like, I think there's some, some resources he could tap into. Anyway. Anyways, he didn't. And he's gone back through time right. with Jemmy. So, Roger opens up his chest. And you can see he's getting out his old-timey clothes. Oh, yeah. And... I love... Buck, new Buck, just in the background, like st- like he's like all like, the way action he stands pose. Is really I love the good. way he stands. <laughs> he looks like like I don't know if this is a reference that anyone literally but me will understand on this uh, podcast. But there is a scene in not the most recent Mission Impossible movie, but the last one that had Henry Cavill in it, and there's this like fight scene where he like loads his fists and it's become like a very famous thing and a very famous gif. And Bob Cameron, or not Bob Cameron. New Buck was New like Buck, channeling yeah. like that sort of energy yeah. and I really loved it. Yeah. But. He had great energy and he says, I'm coming with you. I want to help. You are kin. So. Yeah. And Roger's like, do you have your old clothes? And he was like, yeah, because you guys were going to. Where gonna... the fuck else am I going to have? And he like, was like, <laughs> you guys were going to force me back anyways. And Brianna it's... turns and she's like, if you wanted to go. Like what would he, that was such a weird question. What would he, it's like, it's been like a day. Yeah. Like what, do you think he's taken them to goodwill? Well, like, it's been longer than a day. Maybe. But, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like, what would he have done with them? He lives in their house. 
Brianna gets the gemstones and they confirm that Buck has the right outfit. Yeah. And she's like, I thought we might need them at some point. Yeah. And it's like, why don't you all go back? Mandy doesn't need to stay. Why don't you all go back? Meet up with Jamie and Claire. I mean, it makes sense. I, I think it's the right play. Like, you don't want to take your kid, your little kid, on a time-traveling manhunt. <laughs> you know? That doesn't seem to... This is actually really good for the story, too. Leave Sophie yeah, Skelton yeah, there. Because yeah. there's what... If she has... Like, we don't need to know what she's doing. Well, we will. We'll know. Okay. What's going to happen at the dam? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so anyways, this was really exciting to me. They get the outfits, they get the gems, and then let's talk about Jamie's hand progress. How's his hand? Oh, how is his hand? And, uh, Claire says, well, it's looking very good for just two weeks, if I do say so myself. Two weeks have passed. Of course it does. And now... But I do, I, I was a little bit like, it's such a letdown. It's like, I know what happened in the American Revolution. I don't know what happened with Buck and Roger. Right. So Ian and Claire are sitting there. Jamie gets up and leaves. And Rolo, while they're oh. talking, eats her anal goose grease. Her anal her goose grease. Yeah, it's for it's some sort of <laughs> bum situation. I don't know. But and little when, did I know this was going to lead to the best episode in the whole show. Um, the best scene, you mean? The best scene, yeah. Sorry. So That's it's funny one. because I watched it first. And then when I was watching it with you, as soon as Rolo went over and started licking the goose grease... I started laughing because I was like... I thought you were laughing for no reason there. I didn't really get it. Well, it's just because I knew you weren't going to be able to handle it. Like, the fact that it was goose grease for a rectum a situation. Yeah. <laughs> no so, question about it. Um, yeah. I, it I'm wasn't just, that one. It was the, the follow-up. Well, when she was like, can you take it to... Yeah, I gotta go can get... Can you take it to Rachel? And immediately you're like, oh, I can take the goose grease to Rachel. <laughs> like, it was just non-stop. I'll get it for you, Auntie. It's like, yes. So he arrives in her tent and he drops the grease. He's got the, he's got the, he shows up with the pot of goose grease. It's awesome. The look on his face. And he's like, it's very greasy. It's very greasy. Um, he kisses her. Yeah. When they go to pick up the grease, they touch, they, they have a lingering finger touch. Yeah. And then. Which is like, which basically that's You like, actually reached out and touched I my did, finger with your finger because you yeah. knew what was happening. Yeah, that's and right. And then. They kiss, and he you were looked, very caught off guard. Oh my god, Ian moved right in there. Yes, and you gasped. Yeah, I was like, "Good for you, Ian." Um, I mean, it was a little forward, but I think I think there was like the hand touch. I feel like that was an open. That was like a, an open door. Yeah. So she slaps him. What? And then he apologizes in Mohawk. It's like Ian. That's weird. It was yeah. weird. It's like you're Scottish, and like you speak English. Uh huh. Um, and so she says, what are you saying? Good question. They go back and forth, back and, and forth. And suddenly Ian's like, you right, you shouldn't, like he plays this weird, like hard to get game. Yeah. He says, if you touch me again, I'll take you here and now. And, now. and then you said, there won't be a drop of goose grease left. There won't be a damn drop of goose grease left <laughs> in that forest. Oh my God. That that's what he was, was, yeah, he was dying to, to use that up for sure. Back to Claire, who has a really conver really great conversation with Benedict Arnold. They're, we don't realize we don't Benedict know Arnold it's him at this time. point, but they're chummy. And just as I thought they were becoming a little flirty because mm. they were really getting along, yeah. Jamie shows up. Yeah. Like, Hello, here I am. Um, and Benedict immediately acknowledges that he knows it's Jamie's wife, mm -hmm. thus diffusing all tension. Yep. 
He walks away. She says, that's Benedict Arnold. I actually didn't know who this was when I watched it right. for the first time. You knew immediately who yeah. Benedict Arnold was. Well, and you, like, it's so funny. You gave me the example that Claire gives yeah, to Jamie. Yeah, I told, yeah, I said that before. That basically, you know, anyone from then on that was thought to be a traitor was referred to as a Benedict Arnold. Yeah. So I, I didn't really, I don't really know, honestly, what Benedict Arnold, legit Benedict Arnold, actually did, like, specifically. Mm-hmm. But I knew that he was a turncoat. Yep. Yeah. Then we have probably the worst scene of the entire show. It's Rachel and Denzel. Right. Talking. This is what I was, yeah. Talking about what had just happened in the previous scene with Ian. This is bad writing, guys. No, this was the second, like I said, these forced, I I think they just really like the actor that plays Denzel. He's very likable. He's very likable. But there was nothing in the scene. Both the Denzel scenes were completely unnecessary. She repeats everything that we already knew. Yeah. And then we just watched Denzel telling her to marry... Like, that to marry someone such as Ian Murray, you know, that wouldn't be That's really... So it's like, we know... What, 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 what? Like, we know all this. Yeah. This is the last episode we get for probably a year. Mm-hmm. Who Lucas Schnell has? Like, this is why I hate you. Oh, wow. Don't write this Lucas shit. Schnell like, has, what this a is waste of time. That's inflammatory. Come on. Yeah. It's bad writing. That is, it's I bad mean, writing, guys. I As mean, someone who's never written an episode, I can tell you with great authority <laughs> that that scene was not needed. You know what? Bad writing. And you know what else? Shame on you, editor. Yeah, bad, it's bad editing. I mean, yeah. Okay. Then we have Claire telling Jamie about Benedict Arnold. And I needed this scene. You did not, but right. I liked it. The next scene is the fireside chat with led by the rifle guy who's like, mm. why do we hate the British? And he yeah. showed his back. This was very, this felt very much like, and I think I mentioned it to you, it felt very, very, very much like a callback to the, oh, absolutely to the was. season one. Yeah, when Dougal would parade Dougal, Jamie around. Yeah, parading yep. Jamie. Which That's exactly and, what it was. And I kind of liked that they brought, I, I kind of liked it for that reason. It was sort of like a callback. It felt like an intentional callback. Um... I have a hard time thinking that they do anything clever intentionally in this show, so I'm not sure that it actually was, but of course I, I, it, was. it felt like it to of me. Of course it was. Um, and the actor was Oh, I like that dude. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, they, they um, for the 8,000th time, yeah, great they do a great side, job yeah. of, of casting excellent supporting actors. Now we're at the second battle of Saratoga. Appreciated mm-hmm. the title and appreciated the timestamp. Mm-hmm. This is the battle that you said was done very well, and I agree. I thought it was done very well for a couple reasons. Um, the first one was I thought it was just done very well. It was mm-hmm. a it was a pretty good action sequence in a show that doesn't really have a lot of action sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think they did a good job because you could tell that it was done on the cheap, mm-hmm. and um, they did a really good job of of making it look full, despite full the and fact chaotic. That, yeah, despite the fact that there was obviously not very many people there, and they you know like they'd. You know, it was a lot of really close-up shots, you know, a lot of shots of people just, like, bunched together and stuff like that. So I, I appreciate it from, like, a production yeah. standpoint that they, they were And Jamie's able... viewpoint, being right, behind like that was, fence kind of thing. Yeah, it was a lot of times where you were just, like, seeing All things you could through see a slit, slit in the eye yep. hole and yep. stuff like that. So, you know, they, they did they did a really good job of making not much seem like a lot. Right. Which was, so that, that good directing there. Well done. Um, and this is also the scene where Jamie takes a shot and he shoots off... William's yeah. hat. Well, because they're all trying to shoot his buddy, his mm-hmm. cousin, um, Simon, Simon Fraser, and Jamie won't shoot him. Because they, they, and I think that was also a mistake 
in this season in this episode because it suddenly they were both like quite very connected very connected and and you never really like there was a mention a very mention and they had it in the previously on a slight mention in passing that Simon Fraser was Jamie's third cousin yeah right yeah second cousin I think and then he the only other time you talk to him is when he sort of compliments him you know when he's trying to get that French douche to listen to him about the cannons going on the hill because he's like Simon Fraser is a Highlander and he's gonna he'll take those cannons up the hill come hell or high water and but you know like I feel like there was a missed opportunity to be like hey like we grew up together. I know this guy. He's my kid. You know, like they yeah. didn't. Yeah. Because it got really, like, I, I didn't really, when he was hesitating to shoot him, I didn't really get it because, and I mean, maybe in the book they played into it a lot more, but like in the show, they didn't establish that they had any level of kinship. Like, I mean, in the Scottish Highlands, I feel like everybody was related to everybody. You know, like that, yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they were tight. Yeah. You know, where, and, and, you know, there is a scene coming up fairly soon where it shows that they did have a level of kinship. And and same the fact that I mean obviously, you know, it might you never want to kill anybody, but Red Jamie's he's murdered the shit out of a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't shoot Simon Fraser. And he then but then yeah, he <laughs> he moves his gun and he tries to shoot like another soldier guy in the head. Shoots yep. Willie's hat off. It's kind of yep. funny. And then follows him into the fort. And then he keeps seeing he sees William everywhere, right? Yeah, I feel he keeps... like he's attacking the fort not to attack the fort. No, he's trying simply to just William. to try and find William. Yes, which I have to say, I thought Sam Hewen acted this scene really well because he seems a little crazy. The way you would yeah. seem if you had just done that. Uh, yeah, again, like, whatever, I feel like all I do is, like, but again, completely implausible. Like, it's a chaotic <laughs> war zone. If he's literally just standing there, someone would have shot him. And someone almost does shoot him, and mm-hmm. then Super Ian comes out and Super like saves Ian. his ass. But he was like standing there for a ridiculous amount he of was time. Dumb. He was without yeah. without getting killed. Yeah, it was just it was completely implausible. Yeah. Then we have Claire having a conversation with Benedict Arnold. I didn't really. I think she was trying to bite her tongue because she knows that he needs to. Well, I make the choice that he's eventually going to make. I mean, I think the whole part of this is like we're supposed to wonder if Claire is the one that essentially gives him the nudge to turn. Yeah, because she's like, you're not crazy to feel that way. You know, and, and one thing they, they play into this episode, which I kind of like, yeah. is, um, and it was before this scene too, because it made me think about it, is for the first time ever that, that I remember, they played into Claire being like, oh no, it's when Claire was talking to Ian, I think. You know, she was basically saying, like, maybe Jamie has to be here. Yes. Maybe I, liked that I too. have to be here. You know, like, it's the first time they've actually ever really thought about the ramifications of their time travel. Like, yeah. they never thought about it when she was, like, fucking up Culloden, right? Like, but, like, you know. I think they're learning. I think what they have learned is you can't change anything. And that yeah. if they're there, it's because they were always there. Right, well, and that's... And he knows, too, because remember when she tells him about Benedict Arnold, he's like, you have to let him do that. Yeah, she's no, like, ja- it was a huge betrayal. Jamie, Jamie gets it immediately, but then it's like... So that's why the, the I found the scene was weird for Claire, because I, I felt like she was having this, like, internal struggle with, like, should I... You know, is what I'm saying here... Because he was obviously on the precipice of, like, mm-hmm. he hates this general. Yeah. You know, and you know, and you could tell in her head is like, is this conversation? Because he's he obviously this was like 
days before he was going to turn like yeah turn yeah right? so she you could tell her in her head like is this is this is this am i moment? am i the tipping point yeah you know in classic claire fashion am the turning I, point the yeah like mm-hmm. am i pushing him over the edge by saying this by basically you know uh is it because of ena- me that people say benedict that, that i saved the america that yeah. i ended the war <laughs> you know like it wouldn't shock me if claire thought that way but yeah like so i i, I find it interesting that they sort of in this episode leaned into the whole, you know, maybe maybe we were supposed to be here kind of thing, and not and and more like the discussion that the characters are having, like they don't really understand their role in it, whether it's negative or positive. So I kind of like that. They don't do that very much in a show about time travel. Yep, yeah, I like that too. And then we're back in the tent with Jamie and Claire. They're talking about the battle, and a red coat comes in under a flag of truce. Hmm. And I didn't know this was a thing that you could do. I didn't either. But Jamie's like, speak plainly. And he said, General Simon Fraser has learned of your presence and he wishes to see you. Yeah. So then we go and there is a long death scene for Simon Fraser, our Braveheart guy. Yeah, Robert, Robert the, the Bruce. Bruce. Um, they he, say, your kinsman has arrived, sir. And this is a really a great nice scene. scene. Robert the Bruce gets a banger monologue. He does. They, they, there's only one part about this scene that I thought was a little that I didn't that kind of like tweaked me a little bit. Oh. And that's when they started talking to each other in Gaelic. Yeah. I like that. I didn't because they were the only two Scots in the room and they were speaking Gaelic and it was two people on an opposite side of the war and they were surrounded by other soldiers. And I feel like other soldiers in the room would have been suspicious about what he was telling Jamie in, in a language that they didn't understand. Oh. Cause like maybe on his deathbed, he decided to like give out some, pr- like, I just feel like that would have been flagged. I thought that was a nice moment. It was a very nice moment. I agree. But I'm just saying like in a room full of British military and a British, you know, a British, what was he? A general or a mm-hmm, captain or mm-hmm. a high ranking, high ranking British offer. Awesome. Ossifer mm-hmm. is speaking to a high-ranking enemy officer and they're speaking in a language in a, in a that, language no, one that no one else can understand but them i just feel like in the middle of like a very big war that that would have been flagged but maybe not maybe not not it in was... this show <laughs> um but when jamie starts talking to him about the two of them running and chasing around people in scotland like when they were the little ones chasing their older cousins yeah. The actor that is playing Simon Fraser, like his face, yeah. it's so. This guy is. He's a really inc- good actor. I mean, did he get nominated for an award for Braveheart? Maybe. I like he I don't know, but he give him all the awards. He's incredible. Um, Claire steps outside, and of course she sees William, and she says, "I'm sorry for your loss." And he's like, "Do you mean? Do you mean the battle? Because <laughs> yeah. he knows William has known for a while. I think that he's on the wrong side. Do you think he knows? I think he does. I think he is." torn i think he is a uh he's an interesting character he's a he's a he's a he's a many layered onion he is um and she says war is a terrible business no matter who wins thanks chanel Haas. like we've had that line a few times already but let's have it again in this conversation then william and jamie I mind that because, finally oh why well, it's because i like william's response where he's like i'm i'm learning that i'm getting that like there's like a it's, it's part of his character development. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Schnellhaus. 
<laughs> I don't even know how to say the name. Anyway, oh, go on. Oh, dear. Then Jamie and William have a really nice moment yeah. where Jamie gets to speak to him and he says, I believe I owe you a hat, sir. Right, because right before he was telling, because an officer was like, where the hell's your hat? And he's like, mm-hmm. some, like, what was it? Rebel. Like, motherless. Rebel. But he's like, a, he does some sort of old-timey insult. Yeah, he does. Shot it off. And then Jamie gives him the hat and he's like, I think that was the mother of the swine. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> and he said he just wanted to have a conversation with him at least once. It's like he could have said a lot of things. Yeah. Also, I'm ready for him to be like, I'm your dad. Geneva was super into me. Yeah. So they were the uh, like the hidden love story of the show. I still think Jamie and Geneva would have been really really good to given if they had more time i think they were a better couple this is maybe an inappropriate conversation because she did rape him and we shouldn't support uh, someone who forces I mean, sexual I forgot about all that conduct I, I just, onto I, someone but before that scene right yeah they were good together they were i mean and she was as as we said she was his type like yeah. both in uh like features physical mm-hmm. features but also in personality she was yeah. super bossy mm-hmm. and super like confident about her everything yeah much he like loves, claire he loves super bossy and confident yeah anyways it was not to be no we learn that william gets promoted to captain yeah good for him He's and got, got jamie's hat so the next time we see them, it's morning. Yeah. And there's a lot of conversations that sound like maybe the war is over, but we're not... I, yeah, they were talking... Suddenly they're talking about terms of surrender. Right. So, and we learn there's some sort of conversation about where William's gone and Clara looks at Jamie and says, so William will be safe. Yeah, I didn't really... Like, it almost... I Okay, my American history is super sketch because we should just I'm we should have looked up Canadian. the battle of we should have looked it up but come on that's the battle too much of saratoga for freaking out battle of saratoga so, <laughs> we're googling it right now right now anyway um so it kind of i couldn't tell like it didn't make sense to me that the entire war was over because first of all we had there was no benedict arnold benedict arnold thing or, or anything but it also doesn't make sense that only william's company would have surrendered anyway it just it, it just didn't make any sense, but all we know for sure is that William is apparently safe. And so is Jamie, is so, and so are Jamie and Claire, because this gentleman that comes up to them and says, the terms of surrender have been released, um, and we want you to take yeah, the like body. One of, of the terms was that he yeah, had to take Simon Fraser back to Scotland. Right. And that they will be transported on one of His Majesty's ships. And I like that you, Jamie was yeah. just as surprised as everyone watching. He's like, what, really? Um... You were thinking that William would be on that ship. I really thought that this would be a great opportunity to put Jamie and William and Claire and dead Robert the Bruce on a boat and then they could just start... And Ian. And Ian, yeah, like get them all together. Put Rachel in there and a cup of goose grease. Who knows what the hell's going to happen? <laughs> like, like I just... I, uh, I really wanted to see that. I thought that would have been great. And then, of course, they meet up with Roger and Buck, and they have a big harrowing adventure. And William's like, "What do you mean? That's my cousin." Anyway, it's great. It would have been. It, it would have been good. Instead, what happens is Claire, Jamie, and Ian mm-hmm. have decided that they're going to go on the boat. Right. Ian leaves Rollo with Rachel. Yeah. He says we're leaving the war. We're going. We're going to Scotland. Poor Rollo. Um, that is old Rollo, by the way. But, I mean, just as good. He says, "Will you watch over Rollo for me?" And she says, it means that you will return. And you muttered and bring the goose grease. That's right. <laughs> then we have this really weird scene after where um, 
Rachel's walking with Rolo and we see spooky ass Mr. Bug. Yeah. And we were both like, is he going to kill Rachel? I thought is he, he going to kill like, Rolo? I thought he was going to kill Rachel and Rolo? Behead her. As yeah. Because yeah. he lets her walk right past him. Yeah, he's a spooky looking dude. I don't know if he always looked that spooky, but he's got like these huge like bags under his eyes and shit. Like he's a freaky looking dude. So I don't really know what his nasty play is there, but you know, he's, he's still, he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. Finally. 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 Finale. We have Roger and Brianna and Buck and Mandy at the Stones. Right. I love the way this was shot. Yeah. I was so excited and I really liked the way, because normally anytime we've seen people go through the Stones together, they like tie a rope around each other. I like that they, they held hands. No, they didn't hold hands. Like they both put their arms, arms around, around each other, like which is exactly what you would do. I thought it was a risky little game that they would, that, that Mandy and Bree would get that close. Well, they didn't have gems. Maybe I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get that close. Just, just to be safe. Like, stand outside the ring and wave. I thought it was (laughs) interesting. I thought it was interesting that Buck and Roger wouldn't say to each other, "Okay, picture Inverness in 1778. We need to go to those stones. Picture it. Give direction. One, two, three. Arms around. Let's go." Also, it's like. Like I, I like take some cool future shit with you, right? You Remember? were bringing like, this, this up. This is this is you the classic. Were, it's like you were like, what like, what are they taking with them? Like, like what do, are they taking? Take some stuff. You're coming from the future. Take some shit with you. A history book. Take yeah, exactly. Take a take an encyclopedia. Find out. Have a like. Well, I mean, I guess Roger's a history teacher, but or something like that. But it didn't yeah. sure shit didn't help him the first time he went no. back in time. Like take an almanac. Take a gun. A take compass. you know. Take like take like revolvers. Like real guns. Take uh, yeah, a flashlight. I don't know. Like take some oh, flashlight is take clever some with modern some shit. extra batteries. Exactly. Like take some. You know, you come from the future. You don't have to act like you're in the past. No, they didn't do that. He was gonna send Buck back with a toy airplane. Like surely to shit, you could take a spear gun or something. Like come on. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Stupid. So we see that, and it is short, but I love that scene. And then we are on a boat and we've got the, you know, the regular, uh, comical puking, Jamie, puking, Jamie, vomiting. And Ian says, I miss my dog, <laughs> which is amazing because I believe him. Yeah. And then we hear land ho. Whoa. And where are we? We're in Scotland again. And Jamie and Claire come up and put their arms around each other as usual, Ian, the third wheel is like kind of standing just standing slightly off to the, off to the side. Dog. Jamie says Scotland and he gets teared up. And yeah. uh, the music that plays in the background is so beautiful. You love this song. It, I am not exaggerating when I say this is one of the most beautiful songs I've heard. I tried to talk and Megan kept like, shut up. I, we just, I just kept listening to it and watched all the credits. And like, there was a moment where it was so beautiful. I started to cry. I love that song. And then we tried to find it. We can't find it anywhere. No, I think it was specifically recorded for, it's not, not the song itself, but this recording of the song was specifically recorded for Outlander. So we need Outlander season seven soundtrack. That's right. Yeah. Because the guy who sang this song has also sung other songs on previous outlander soundtrack so i feel like this was a specific recording for this episode what was beautiful you really did like it was the most beautiful song outlander has ever had wow yeah okay 
that's the episode. That's the season, half season. That's the half season. We're going to have to wait until 2024. That is some sad. That is so sad. Sad news, uh, sad news guys. Okay, so who was your MVP? Oof. Can I pick the goose grease? No, you cannot. Uh, I'm going to give it to Robert the Bruce. Oh. Because of his banger monologue when, on his deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, close second was the guy that played Benedict Arnold. That guy was a really, oh, really solid actor. Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He didn't really dive deep into his no, scenes too much. No, he was so likable. he was great talking to Claire. He had three scenes. It was him on the, him in the bed. No, sorry. With the, the, the medicine swap. Mm-hmm. And then he was, there was a really, he was really good in the battlefield scene. Mm-hmm. And then he was good on the, the triage scene as well. He was, he was a strong part of this episode. Yeah. I think I would give it to Simon Fraser. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Robert he was, the Bruce. Yeah. Strong. I mean, he only really had one, I mean, except for the scene where he got shot, mm-hmm. but he really only had one scene in the episode, but it was strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the best scene for you? <laughs> Goose Grease Express. That oh, was come hilarious. on. Really? That, that was your was favorite a funny scene? scene? For one thing, I love Ian and Rachel. But like the whole like then when I can laugh about things, like that mm-hmm. makes it better. There's a few mm-hmm. times that I actually get entertained by this show. So it's like I love the ridiculous Goose. Goose Grease mixed with Ian and Rachel, who I really enjoy. Right. Okay. The best scene for me was that. I mean, I actually, it's funny because I didn't love this episode overall because I felt like it wasn't giving me what I wanted, but I would say it was tied for that final scene where Jamie and Claire come up and put their arms around each other and they look at Scotland. I love when they're in Scotland. That's even in season two, which was France and beautiful costumes and amazing story. The second half of season two, which you haven't watched, so we'll have to do a recap. Maybe we can do that in between the half seasons, but, um... When they finally went back to Scotland in season two, I just feel better seeing yeah. they Jamie. They need to and Claire. get the hell out of America. I know. It, yeah, it was just a big drag. Um. So that scene, but then also I really liked um, Buck and Roger arm in arm going through I mean, the stones. I that was what I wanted to see a whole hour of. Me too. I really and, did. And the, I mean, I guess. I guess it keeps us going, you know, it gives us something to look forward to, to the, to the next season, but it was just a real weird way to end, end it, considering what they came off of, you know, like, like if they were going to do that, if it's, if that's how they were going to do it, then they should have moved the Jemmy cliffhanger to the, to this episode. I know. Like that should have been the end. Mm-hmm. And then the beginning of, of like the, the, episode one of the next half season should have been sort of started with them coming back and being like they took him and they go and but they, then and show they, us more and then yeah that should have been the start of it and then their big adventure starts but if the but for the end of the like it's so shitty to take that storyline which has so much potential and then just like end it on a fart and be like i'll see you in a year i know like that was weird like end it on the on the exciting cliffhanger where then you know, they ended it on the whole where they get to the stones and the night and the dark and then they pick up the the wee little scarf and they're like, oh, he took Jimmy. And then cut to black. I did like the way this one ended, though, with Claire and Jamie on their way back to Scotland. I did. Like, that makes sense to me. Sure. it Sure. But, I mean, it's like they could have had that. That didn't have to be the end. Yeah. But, but again, I think it's because 
this show has to be about Sam Hewen and Katrina Ball. Yeah. That's the whole reason why I think they did it now that we, we're talking it through. It's the only thing that makes sense. Okay, worst scene. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I can't think of a worst scene. Because the thing is, the I thought the the all the stuff that we didn't want to see with the war was well done (laughs) i mean it was fine it was it was like standard outlander some things were dumb some things were okay Mm -hmm. but there wasn't anything that uh they've done a pretty decent job in the back half of of not having a lot of scenes that where i'm like oh my god are you serious like like there's been some super stupid stuff for sure but um so no, I don't know that there was necessarily a worst scene. I think it was more just like bad decisions. Right. Yeah. So you? I'll tell you that the worst scene was when Denzel and Rachel were sitting in a forest yeah. talking about stuff we already knew. Right. But again, I don't think that was a bad scene, just a bad decision. Yeah. Rating. Uh, out of a hundred. Oh, I mean, I don't know. 25. Okay. Just because it's like, I don't care. I know. You know, I, I, the, the, I hate it when this show makes me care a little bit and then just so kicks me in the dick the next episode. <laughs> it's happened a couple times and I just, like, I don't care. I know. I don't care about the war. We know how it ends. Like, we know they don't die because mm-hmm. there's another season. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no stakes. I don't care. Okay. So my rating is probably 65 or 70. That's surprising, honestly, that it's that high. But okay. Yeah. So let's talk about what we think is going to happen. Because there's a lot of potential here. Roger and Buck are in Scotland now. And And Jamie and Claire and Ian are in a boat heading towards Scotland. What we think is going to happen or what we we want to happen? What what do you think? Well, there's so many things that could happen. Like, again, time travel, timey-wimey. Like... There's no guarantee that Roger and Buck are going... In fact, it makes very little sense that they would go back. Well, not little sense, but but there's a... I would say not a great chance that they would go back to the time where Jamie and Claire are. When Buck went back, he was a year ahead. Well, the other thing I was thinking is Bob Cameron is going to get the Jacobite gold. What if Bob Cameron and Jemmy went back to like Prince Charlie and exactly. like right before Culloden like, because like, well, that's and, when all the gold I mean, was. We know some shit, right? We don't, I'm not going to spoil it because we don't want spoilers, but mm-hmm. like there have been some things. Oh, we know that they're going to run into Galus and Dougal at some point. So we know that they're not going back to Claire and Jamie time probably. Oh, you're right. right? Cause that's like, 20 years after Google died. Yeah. Not Google. <laughs> Dougal died. Right. So, I mean, I would say there's, so a... they're going to go to the wrong place. Yeah. But Claire and Jamie should be there. Oh my God. Are they going to underage Katrina Balfe and Sam Hewen? I don't think they got the money for that. I think they would be Sam Hewen, but I it, they're probably going to go back to a time before... Claire came back? Before Claire even showed up. Like when... Because Galus went back before Claire. So Right. Like maybe even younger because they would know... Because then there would be like double buck right like can buck go back to a time where buck exists i don't know but can you double bucket i don't know a little goose grease you can buck anything um but but uh i I, like i don't know it's who knows how outlander is gonna just butcher that shit 
But maybe it'll be really exciting. Maybe it will be. I'm maybe here for they'll it. run into Frank Randall. Maybe Tobias. I don't Menzies. think it'll be Frank Randall. I oh, think it would oh, be. Oh yeah, Frank. I think it would be oh, Black Jack Black, Randall. Yeah, Black. Jack. It would be amazing to have Tobias Menzies. But that doesn't really make sense time-wise either because he wouldn't have been there yet, probably. Yes, he would have. Would he? How long was Blackjack? Oh, I guess because he, he was Jamie around. had a long yes. whipping festival. Way before Claire came. Yeah, I mean. that He was around when Jamie's dad was still alive. Right, so I'm very he was interested. terrorizing all of them. I'm, wouldn't that be amazing to have Tobias Menzies and Richard Rankin in a scene? You know who Roger will not stand a chance with is... Blackjack Randall? Blackjack Randall. <laughs> or any anyone really any um yeah so there's a lot of potential for some really interesting shit there mm-hmm. i don't think it's gonna be really weird if they have like two parallel scottish in the past timelines i love it show me i love it too i think it's interesting i don't know how they're gonna do it or what they're gonna do but it's all i want so i really it's all i want yeah so i don't think that they're going back to claire and jamie time okay which again is like, then what the hell are Claire and Jamie doing? It'll be interesting if like Buck and Roger arrive at Lollybrock like 20 years before, or I guess 40 years before Claire and Jamie and Ian just arrive at Lollybrock yeah. while Brianna in 1980 sits in Lollybrock. I mean, it'll be really interesting because remember, Brianna hasn't read the letters. You'd think she would... Like if there'll be like, oh my God, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if Roger starts writing letters for Claire and Jamie and then Claire and Jamie start passing those messages on to Brianna. Wait, say that again. Roger starts. So Roger's in whatever, fucking, I don't know. 1748. 1748. Okay. And he knows he's farther back than Claire and Jamie. Right. But he knows that Claire and Jamie are leaving messages for Roger and Brianna in 1980. Right. So he starts... Writing letters to leave in Lollybrock for Claire and Jamie. To find, to, to find. put in their letters to send to Brianna. That's right. That's crazy. So Brianna finally decides to read the letters. Yeah, and, and she's it's like, like, what the fuck? I'm getting yeah, basically letters from yeah. Roger from 17, whatever in a million. Like, like. That's cool. I don't think that's They're gonna not going to do it, but that would be really cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Claire to be oh. like, and darling, before I sign right. off, I have to tell you, I have a letter here. From Roger, I'm going right. to enclose within this. Now, of course, the question would be, yeah. Well, also the question would be, though, did they get far enough in their in their future letters for Roger to know that they had gone back to Scotland? You know what I mean? Like, they would have had no, he to... he doesn't know. He doesn't know. The last thing Roger read was that they were in Saratoga Springs. Right. Ah, you know what? They can fudge that. They can fudge that. Um, if they were clever. They're I wonder if Roger's going to meet Jenny and Ian, except they'll be younger. Young Ian, old Ian when he was young Ian. Two-legged, two-legged meat. Oh my God, do you think Murta will come back? <gasps> oh, don't tease me. Don't young tease me. Young Murta? Don't tease me. Has Jocasta? Roger, Roger Jocasta? and Murta have never met, right? Have Roger and Murta met? I don't think so. Wait, Murta died. Yeah, they would have met. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I, I think so. Meet? Weren't they all at a dinner? I know Brianna was at a dinner, I can't but remember. I don't know if Roger Little was Jocasta, there. Little Jocasta, though? Yeah, like, young, yeah. sassy. They'd have to recast all those people. Like, they couldn't have all those. Like, what's what's the name of Jocasta? I can't remember. I can't she's remember her actress, name though. either. She's a great actress. But, I mean, she's, like, 
I don't know, too old to play young Jocasta. Mm-hmm. Same with Duncan Lacroix. Well, what we can, what I can say is, I watched um, the Outlander actors on their panel at the New York Comic Con, yeah. and I made you watch some of it too. Yeah. And Richard Rankin said that his favorite episode from season seven was episode seven oh nine. And I remember being like, oh, that sucks. That's the episode yeah. after the break, which means if it's his favorite episode, obviously he's in it a ton. And there must be like cool stuff it's that's happening. It's the start of the, the Buck and Roger buddy buddy movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, there's a ton of really cool things they could do. I don't know what the deuce Claire and Jamie are going to do. Like, are they just going to have eight episodes of them attending Simon Fraser's funeral? Like, what are they going to do once they're in Scotland? I don't know. So I hope that they... I was going to say, I hope that they're clever enough to tie it in. But really what I'm banking on is that Diana Gabaldon was clever enough to tie it all together because this is going, all coming from her source material, which yeah. you have not read. Nope, so, haven't. Nope. So hopefully hopefully it all ties together in an interesting way. I have less than zero faith that it will. But the potential is... It's like one of those, you know, when you go get a, a shitty house and you're like, it has good bones. Yes. This story currently, as it stands, has good bones. I agree. What are they going to do with it, though? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, we will be eagerly anticipating the second half in 2024. That's right. Also, I know inevitably people are going to be saying, why don't you guys do more recap episodes? So here's, if I can, if we get 2,000 emails. Oh, stop it. Stop. No. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> stop, 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 anyway, stop, Anyway, if you have any comments or questions. But do email at us. Yeah, email us at loinlander at gmail.com. Or reach us on our Facebook page, which is what? Loinlander Podcast Group. That's right. Loinlander Podcast Group. Uh, we love hearing from you. We whether, love hearing from you. Whether you're writing to say, like, yeah, totally Joe's agree. an idiot, whatever. what are you guys that. talking about? Why I, can't you follow storylines? I'll be, I'm, I've always thought not enough people call me an idiot, to be honest, because I hate the show. more of that. I'm not really sure why people, like, I don't understand why people listen to me talk about this show. Um, good for you guys though. But, uh, but yeah, like, so feel free. Like yeah, just, I, love it I'm, all. I'm a big boy. I can take it. And we're going to miss Outlander engagement. So That's right. please That's reach right. out. Maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have our own festival. Loinlander con. <laughs> what do you think? If we get 4,000 e- emails. No? Okay. 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 Great. Have a good year. Oh no. Hopefully we're here again in six months. Mm. August, September, October, November, December. Mm. Mm. Seven months. See you in a while. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.